Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Omar Project. Before we get started, I want to make sure I invite you to join the OmarProject.com. That's spelled O-M-A-R, because you can get a lot of great insight on project management, the skills you need to up your game, and also learn from the best project managers in the world on the most complex projects. Hey, everybody, this is Omar with The Omar Project, and I would like to talk about something that I get asked quite a bit. And that question is around startups. So for this week's episode, we're going to do something a little different. Instead of taking something from the audience, I'm going to be taking something from what I just see in my personal life, which is a common question I get asked all of the time, which is how's startup life going? Now, to give you guys a little background, I do speak about a lot of things in my personal life on my blog, on theomarproject.com. And one of the things I've done and I talk about this on the podcast, is I've moved from a large corporation, one of the largest in the world, to a small startup in the energy industry in the battery space. And that is something that is probably not so common when you're at 15-ish years of working in a location like that. So I often get asked from people that either are just curious or maybe they're also considering something like this in their life about what it's like. So I'd like to go through that today with you. So to give you a little bit of of my experiences in it, and then see if you guys are interested in it. And then also to put a plug in because my company is hiring. So if you're a material scientist, if you're an engineer with a senior degree or advanced degree, definitely look into uh, advano.io. Check it out. It's in New Orleans. It's an awesome startup. Let's talk about the startup life. Okay. So first thing I want to talk about is Overall, what are the things that will immediately shock you (laughs) moving from something like uh, a big company to a startup? The first thing is your structure. Now, in a larger company that has been around, like the previous company I was at, Shell, that was around for over, I think it was 100 years, every single process, every single thing that you did, for the most part, had already had a process that was established with it. So what do I mean by that? I mean that there's not much you can do that hadn't been done before. Now, there are some things in the company where they're doing it for the first time, like when they were going into some new fields, they may have never done that before. But when you're building an oil platform, and if you're not the first person building it, and there was a time when that was very revolutionary to build something out in deep water because it hadn't been done before. Once you're the second, third, fourth, you're following the process or you're improving or optimizing the process from a previous person in the company or previous manager who's done it before. That by default goes away in a startup. The whole definition of a startup is you're entering the market in a place where there there isn't a lot of activity or it's a new field. And you're creating essentially a market where one either didn't exist or it was not, it wasn't done in the way that it's being done now. So that the opportunity to use existing benchmarks, existing processes is really almost non-existent in most things. Now, granted, obviously there are a lot of common things that are done in big businesses, whether they're big or small, like HR, certain project management activities, et cetera, et cetera. Like you can replicate and use some things that are just common industry best practices that I'm not saying you can't do. But when you're doing the actual detailed processes for how your system works, you know, how you want to set everything up, it's really truly from the ground up, 
which is extremely exciting if you if you're at the stage in your career where you want to develop things and and be able to create and impact how things are done in the future. What's incredible to me, which at working at Ivano is like, as we're, as I'm building out or as our team's building out these processes or, or building out new systems, this will be the way we do things for the future if they work well. Like if people enjoy it and they like it, that becomes a standard. And on the flip side of that, just like at a bigger company where things can often you know, what, it takes a long time to change something and roll something else. But once you've changed it, it's it's basically an act of Congress to try and modify it or change it again. Well, that goes away at a startup as well. So just like you can kind of create something very quickly, you can also change things quickly. So you have to be, I think, more adaptable and understanding and flexible to things will change very fast at a startup because the optimizations are expected and people want to have the best solution and they're not going to, there's no settling for, well, we had to roll this out for 10,000 people and we can't just, we can't just flip this around and turn it around in a month. No, it's like, you've got a smaller team, flip it around and turn it around in a week. Those are the types of expectations that will have to shift in your mind or kind of what your expectations are just in general in order to enjoy it. One of the other things I'd like to talk about is, also, where I think the benefits are in a startup, especially what I'm seeing at Advano. I will speak specifically to my experiences here. In a, a larger company, when you have, say, a good amount of experience, say you're a mid-level manager or you're managing a small team, many of the upper-level decisions, which are what I would consider strategic decisions, are made at extremely high levels of the organization. And I'll say that they're made within, you know, three th- three to four levels down from the CEO. Now, when you're talking about a 100,000 plus organization or somewhere in that ballpark, that means that you're, you're unlikely, the odds are that you're unlikely to get exposure to those types of very high level strategic decisions on where you enter into the market, how you, how you, position things. What I have noticed at a startup, and I, I would I would guess this is true for most, is that because the organizations are much smaller, because you have to be optimized to make the best decision, those types of strategic decisions are much more available to everyone on the team. So inputs from everybody matter much more than they would at a large corporation. And that makes sense. Like if you're sitting around the dinner table and you've got 20 to 30 people at your dinner table, you're going to listen to probably what somebody might say about improving whatever, whatever you're doing, or like if they want a certain drink. If you're sitting at a cafeteria that has 10,000 people, you you just can physically not listen to all the requests you're getting. It would be impossible. And at the most senior leadership level, they would be overwhelmed if they did. But in a startup, you have almost direct access to the CEO in some regard, where you're one one role away, essentially, from the investors, the strategy, the strategic decisions. And by default, you're also able to understand how that's working. So from a, you know, if, you, if you're interested in strategy-like type decisions, like these are more things that I think you would have exposure to in the most senior levels of a corporation 
Or, I mean, if you're working as a consultant for, for companies like McKinsey or BCG, you get more exposure to this as well. But I think you do that from the consultant side. Here, you get to actually do it, stay with the, stay with the results, and see what happens. So I think at a startup, that's an incredible experience. And that in itself, to me, is one of the highest value adds at a startup. Third thing I'll say about startups, which uh, I really love this, is that the change aspect not only applies to processes and stuff, but it applies to you know, management of people, uh, things that you want to do for the company that are policies, that things that you want to switch up or things you want to change, you have quite a bit of flexibility. So if you're doing a certain management style of people and that's not working, then change it. You can change it the next day. If you're doing something and you, you have an idea of how to improve something, you don't have to go through multiple levels of HR red tape or, you know, any sort of red tape really to, to try and get it done. It's like, is it a good idea? Okay, bring it up. Let's do it. That type of iteration also helps along the, the lines of just learning so much faster because you are not inhibited by, by sort of processes. You are not inhibited by people. You just go and do which leads to a culture of just trying to, to execute. So if you if you like executing, if you like working hard and doing work and doing work with value add in mind, then I think it's really it's a really an awesome awesome place to be. That's all I'll leave you with for today. But if you have any other questions on startup life, on project management, on leadership and engineering, send me an email at podcast@theomarproject.com. At and you might even be on the show.